I'm Rob, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Voices of Recovery, 11 December. Recovery is a journey, and the 12-step program is the road we travel together in OA. The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, page 130. I have grown to understand that my commitment to OA recovery is a commitment to travel a specific road, a commitment to take a journey. To start this journey, I need not to envision any end of the journey. I only needed to know that where I was had become intolerable. In fact, the steps have taken me to a place I could not have imagined before I started. Looking back, I am filled with gratitude. Looking forward, I see only mists and cannot make out where the road leads. This road leads to something beyond my understanding. Yet, I am not afraid of what the mists hide. I have learned from experience that the most joyous thing in my life is my commitment to the OA journey of recovery. I am in recovery. I am not recovered. I decided that should be my lead because of a meeting I was just in, my fourth of the day. This is hypersaturation in the program that I'm going through after a 25-year absence of not practicing the 12 steps in any aspect of my life. This is not a diet club, and this is not a 12-week plan to recovery. This is a lifelong disease we're fighting, and it took me until age 64, announcing my retirement at age 65, to realize how steeped I was in advanced bulimia. Not just an overeater, not just a, a fat kid, but steeped in it and in denial about it my whole life. I've had nothing but codependent relationships with people that were either bulimic, anorexic, or drug and pill users, or lost lives to alcohol, etc. And I keep wondering why this happened on my watch and why I'm alone at this age. And don't feel like I'm feeling sorry for myself. I My cup is so full right now with the prospects of recovery that the strength and, and, and hope I want to give you comes after botching 20 years of my life thinking that I could control food. I can't control food, so I'm powerless. I have a great memory. Whoopee. Why didn't any therapist in 30 years of clinical therapy ask questions about what happened around the dining table? What was the dynamic with your father, your mother, your siblings? What happened when grandma would come over with your favorite baked good at holiday time? What would happen when you'd have the family dinner that was a big, important family dinner with people of multi-generations? And I can trace back to as early as ridiculous ages, like pre-age five, incidents that would trigger and be on the list of the all the clinical reasons why you're bulimic. And I was in denial about all of them. I was purging at age 11. I was being fed steroids, speed, and hormone shots between ages 13 and 14 to try to rid me of obesity because my mother did not like having one fat kid among four children that were beautiful. I was 
haunted in school by body image dysmorphia. Who pays attention to body image dysmorphia if nobody ever asks the question, how do you feel about taking your clothes off among other peers in phys ed? That's when the projectile vomiting began at age 11. And I had a physical condition. Don't feel sorry for me. I've had to accept it. But it was terrifying, terrifying. Men or women, it didn't matter. Taking off my shirt, swimming in public. There was naked swimming in sixth grade phys ed with a bunch of men and 88 kids. You believe me, I learned ways to get out of phys ed. By the time my dad died, suddenly, overnight of a COVID-type virus in 1969, the family of origin, my family of origin, was decimated. We all became, in one regard or another, semi-antisocial and ended up being isolated later in life. That's the fate of all my sibs, and we accept it, and we function better that way. That's not living in life. That's just being alone. I don't like being alone. I really would like to be amongst humanity again. And rediscovering the 12 steps is my slow pace back to humanity. From a, a, a very quick revelation, when two years ago I announced my retirement and suddenly realized my life's not working, it's never worked. I've lived a lie. I've thought that I've got control of things and I really don't. And I, did, I don't want to say I surrendered. I just sought a spiritual answer. And this was two years ago. And I've only been back in 12-step program recovery, strict adherence to my own body, mind, and soul for about two and a half months now. I've done 100 meetings in 75 days. I'm slowing down to only three or four a day at this point. I'm using every tool available to me, and I couldn't feel closer to recovery now than I ever have, and yet at the same time, I feel extraordinarily fragile, like I could fall off the wagon at any moment. Now, I've lost 150 pounds in the last 10 years without any more medical intervention than anybody else should have, besides praying, journaling, and talking to people that trust you and are not afraid or intimidated by you and don't think you're crazy for talking about spirituality and the fact that you're in the grips of a disease. But as far back as when I was 38 years old and I had a medical intervention of a therapist, my secretary of 11 years, and my fiance, all of whom were steeped in the program, they'd all been recovering either alcoholics or bulimics, or one of them was involved with Al-Anon. It took three women in the program to drag a narcissistic control freak male to admit he was powerless and send me inpatient. And it was just treated like a prophylactic band-aid. Let's load him full of antidepressants and give him a new bulimic depression diagnosis and get him to do some exercise and 12-step stuff. Nobody ever worked me through the family of origin issues. Nobody ever really sought the source of the bulimia. I actually had to do that on my own, and that still didn't get me recovered. It only meant I had a, a glimpse of that I couldn't do this myself. So I won't, I won't share more horror stories of recovery, 
of being lost in clinics where I couldn't get medication because they didn't have Medicare, Medicare Part D back then, or insurance running out, or my professional career going down the toilet because nobody in the city wanted to consult anymore with a professional expert who had had a depression problem or had been inpatient. And I understand why I'm at where I'm at, but most importantly, I understand that I'm in recovery from a illness like a drug addiction or like a alcohol-related illness. I have a disease about food. Forget whether it's sugar or flour or the sociological of who's sitting across the table from me. Something triggers badly. And either the spotlight turns to me and my food or them and their food, the spotlight is on the food. I've joked about the stainless steel altar that I bow and scrape to in my refrigerator, in my kitchen, the refrigerator. And I need food neutrality, according to the people I've heard in these meetings that claim to be recovered. Aha, now my intellect has a new clue. How do you get from survival to recovery to recovered, which to me implies a sense of serenity at the end of the rainbow? Apparently, my egotistic, narcissistic, know everything doesn't work unless I work the steps the way the people from 1935 to 2021 know they work. We need a fellowship because this is not group therapy, or you can go inpatient for group therapy and share all your horrible secrets of shame, which I have shared and which people are revulsed by and repulsed by. And nothing's harder than doing an acknowledgement to another human being, let alone to God and yourself about your sins. And until I can do all those steps sequentially, orderly, and not jumping all over the place, being distracted by my own head noise and my ego that tells me I'm in charge of my food. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get from survival to recovery to serenity. So I'm gonna assume I got about two minutes left and I wanna give you absolute- you Got about one, hope. Ed. Yeah, I'll do it in one. And by the way, I needed the 12-step program just to get back to timed sharing of the oxygen. I have been able to speak inexhaustibly for eight hours nonstop. Never ask an OCD person how he's feeling that day. You know why? You better have 45 minutes for the answer, okay? So the structure here is helpful. From the spiritual standpoint, the structure is so much the golden rule meets the Ten Commandments that it's very simple for me to draw upon everything from Sunday school. And I was a very, very good attendee of Sunday school. All I'm doing now is using my memory to draw upon what I remember of spirituality. My intellect has got to be tamped down. My ego has got to be put in my pocket. I need to surrender to the higher power. And God darn it, I need to work with a sponsor and shut my mouth and take direction. At that point, maybe I can say I'm sliding into third base to recovery. And one day I might hit a home run and fall into serenity. That's my qualification 
done in 10 minutes, congratulate me. It's very difficult for me to stop on time. So that much control the fellowship is giving me. And watch out for the disease, folks, guys. Today I almost slipped. And I thought it through, and I did not slip. I ate absolutely when I was ready to eat twice the amount of food I needed. So insidious, over the shoulder, waiting for you over Christmas to New Year's. Be vigilant, pack in the meetings, and reach out for support. Thank you all.